There's a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on March the 3rd, 2010. For newcomers to the show, look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com Scroll down, bookmark all the other sites I have up there and you can always use these if the big ones go down, the com site goes down, sometimes it goes down and this way you can always get the latest shows if you get them bookmarked. Remember too, these are the official sites, there's a com site there's the net.us.ca There's Alan Watt cutting through the matrix.ca There's cutting through com. There's also the org sites back up again as well And there's Alan Watt sentient, sentinel.eu The sentinel site is a European one Has all the same audios for download But it's got the addition of transcripts of a lot of the talks I've given So you can download them for free and print them up And choose from the various languages of Europe the tin can moment is very brief. It's just, uh, this is when I really blow my own horn and say I need your cash, basically, uh, because you must support me because I don't take uh, money from advertisers or sponsors or other people. The ads on this show are paid by the advertisers directly to RBN for this airtime, pays them for their staff, their equipment, and the transmission of the show and their bills. So you have to support me by going into cuttingthroughthematrix.com see what I have for sale, and help me out that way. There's books and discs and so on. You can also donate to me as well through PayPal or any other means. From the U.S. to Canada, personal checks are good. You can also use international postal money orders to Canada from the U.S. And I stress international. Make sure you don't walk out with the green one, the green slip. It's the pink uh, communist one you want for international. And... You can also use MoneyGram, Western Union, or PayPal. Although it says donate, you can also, also donate and send a separate email if you want to purchase by using the PayPal. And I'll get it out to you. Outside the Americas, same idea. MoneyGram, Western Union, Cash, or PayPal. It's up to you. I'll get through in the end. For those who get the disc burned and pass it them, you can get in touch with me by writing to Alan Watt, Site 41, Box 4, Estair, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. Postal code is P for Peter, the number 3, E for Elizabeth, the number 4, N for Nora, the number 1, P-3-E-4-N-1. Now, 
if you want to understand what's happening in this big uh, world of ours, you can certainly use mainstream just to keep you up to date on the parts of the big agenda that are unfolding, although they're always presenting what's happening as happenstance decisions made suddenly in Parliament by or government by whomever, and nothing, again, is further from the truth. We have been managed for pretty well since the, before World War II by those who already ruled the banking industries of all countries via centralized banking systems and international bankers who put their own boys into office. And we're simply going through the next phase of the plan. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix. It's hard for most people to believe that the future has been mapped out for them, basically, collectively, that is. And it's the same for every other country. We're in a global society. We've been owned, basically, for a long time with new owners. There's always been owners of society down through the ages. Even in small tribal groups, you always had someone at the top who eventually came through muscle, basically, and relatives, the kingpin, who stayed in with hereditary lineages, and they eventually got armies and kept everybody under control, so they could live better than they could, you see, because one of the basic fears of humanity is poverty, poverty, sickness, uh, um, lack of friends, lack of acquaintances, lack of relatives, lack of help, basically, and when that becomes exaggerated, we turn into pretty, well, monsters in a sense. But all down through the ages, you've had psychopaths who get to the top, unfortunately, in this system because they're the most cunning and ruthless. And they're quite happy at the top. They know they're psychopaths at the top. They call themselves different terms, of course, but uh, they are psychopaths. And they do believe in the, the Darwinian version that this, basically, if you take Darwin's theories, the psychopaths are the natural ones to be at the top. That's what Darwin basically was stating with his whole theory of evolution, survival of the fittest. Well, if the psychopath can manipulate millions of people, or even a few thousand people, then he's, he deserves to be to lead. That's what they truly believe amongst themselves at the top. And they, strangely enough, are the flaw in human nature, Psychopathy is not called a mental illness, it's called a personality disorder by those, basically, that are the ordinary people. They don't call them uh, survivalists uh, by the Darwinian Code, they call them uh, people with disorders. We are used to the ones at the bottom getting caught by police for various misdemeanors and so on, or smashing windows and grabbing jewellery because they fancied it at the time. The clever ones can can basically restrain themselves and their impulse for having uh, immediate self-gratification, and they learn that from their parents as well growing up. So when they're born into powerful families of inbred psychopaths, you know that uh, they always have bad things in store for the general public, off of whom they live. They also bring in systems uh, with them, systems that we all have to live by. 
And we are so used to hearing about democracy and government and communism and Nazism and all these different systems. But all these systems really were brought in by psychopathic personalities that are very good at getting followers to sacrifice themselves on their behalf. Uh, That's a, a good thing about groups. You can always use the group. And the psychopaths hire teams of in think tanks to study groups. They've, they've got so much data on groups and, and large populations, they don't know exactly how to tweak the emotions so that the public will go into a war mode and sacrifice themselves for uh, enemies or uh, for terrorism or sacrifice themselves for sustainability or wherever the cause happens to be. The ordinary folk love causes, you see, because... Part of living is always having a goal, an objective, a reason for living. And the psychopaths tend to give us theirs, so we're living artificial systems following the psychopaths' dreams. And they knew in the post-capitalist era that, and the post-productive era when they created China to be the manufacturer of the planet. And believe you me, China did not pull itself up by its own bootstraps. It was set up by the West, modern China through all the different treaties that were signed that allowed uh, the big industries to move over to China. Your governments did that on behalf of the international bankers. But they also, now we're in post-production, we're called service economies. And those who invest are, are basically investing on services and resources. That's the big one. This is the next phase post-capitalist, where they used to invest in companies and bring up companies uh, that produce things. Now we're post-production, so they're investing, as I say, in basically resources and things that we need to live. That also means we have to cut back on all the things that we need to live. And it always starts with the ones at the bottom first who get hit the hardest, and um, that's part of the agenda for depopulation as well. I said when... Uh, 2001 came along I think it was at night on a radio show I said uh, you're going to see rationing coming in all the types of things you see in a war scenario will be introduced restrictions on travel uh, ID cards all that stuff uh, and right down to eventually you will see people moving uh, that mass exoduses of people just like refugees only it will be internally and there will be no one bombing them from the air this is the big big plan as they go into this new sustainable economy, you understand. But on the, in the process, as they flood the Western countries with immigration to, to make, give the appearance that we are, a real appearance, that we are now overcrowded as the native populations are declining by the UN's own statistics, they bring them in under the guise that they've got to increase the population because the native ones are not having enough children to pay off the national debts. And I've read the articles on the air from the big high hootspurs that have said so. But it also is to destroy the existing cultures until there is a non-culture. The culture that's coming out of all of these cultures is basically a dog-eat-dog culture because survival is coming to the, the, the surface once again of winners and losers. In fact, that's why Jack Zatali, in one of his books called Millennium, Winners and losers in the New World Order called it that, and he should know since he works at the United Nations. It's winners and losers. And the cohesive bonds that used to hold cultures together are gone. People don't help each other out anymore. Governments also discouraged that for a long time by creating services that are now authorities over the public. And people really won't help each other out in times of 
stress or, or trouble. And that's ideal for controllers, for totalitarian, tyrannical controllers. They love that kind of scenario. And there's so much fallout goes along with this. It, we've seen it happening in places like Britain before it comes elsewhere, although it is catching up in Australia, Canada, and elsewhere, especially since they give you national health services, which initially run well, maybe 30 years ago, uh, but or 40, and then you start bringing them down until they're dysfunctional, and they still keep the, the authority part of the National Health Service, but they don't give you much of a service. Here's an article here for those in the States that wonder uh, about Obama's... Uh, what, it's not Obama's. Let's stop even talking about Obama. The, the guy's a figurehead, like they're all figureheads at the top. And Hillary was touting that stuff long before Obama was even heard of. So they want to bring in the, a health care system in the U.S. based basically on sustainability. That's what, what they mean is that, that how much bucks are going to, they're willing to put out on a post-industrial, non-productive society to do with the new type of economy. That's what it's all about. And to, to bring down the populations. This article here is from Britain to give you an idea of where you're going. From the guardian.co.uk, Thursday 25th. The National Health Services Trust's litany of failure, neglect, insensitivity and ineptitude. Healthcare Commission announced report on Staffordshire hospital death rates. This is just one hospital, I'll give you for an example. It says the, the Francis report found the hospital had too few doctors, especially A&E. And it says a lack of compassion among staff, patients left lying in their own urine and feces, others uh, falling, sometimes sustaining a serious injury, or even dying as a result unseen by ward personnel. Meals not provided or put out of reach, uncaring staff rejecting requests from patients and relatives for help. Lamentable hygiene standards. Family members having to clean, feed, or help their loved ones to get to the toilet. Too few doctors, especially in the A&E. Reluctance, it says here, um, among patients to ask for hard-pressed staff to provide proper care and fear among staff about the consequences of not meeting targets. That's how they run it now in this bureaucratic socialist system. Targets, targets, targets go before the care itself. And the patients, it says, are scared to ask the staff who are hard-pressed. They've cut the staff back to the bare bones with a few qualified nurses, and the rest of them are generally um, nursing assistants. That's coming and, and starting already in the States. Don't believe Obama, or the, the plan, oh, is that Obama word again? Don't believe the plan isn't going ahead. They always put the, the that actually in before uh, they pass it in law. And I've talked to enough people in the States to see it happening as they close down whole wards in big major hospitals in the States. Getting back to this article, Robert Francis, uh, who was a Queen's Council solicitor or lawyer, damning report paints an extraordinary detailed picture of failure, neglect, insensitivity, chronic ineptitude and poor decision-making at Mid-Staffordshire National Health Service Foundation Trust. Many people who went into Stafford Hospital expecting to be well looked after instead suffered horrific experiences that will haunt them and their loved ones for the rest of their lives. Now, it says here, it says here that relatives are actually taking home the bed linen, changing their own relatives in the hospital, taking the bed linen home that's soiled and cleaning it themselves. That's how great Great Britain is. 
and the RAND report that uh, this present government in the States is, is going to copy uh, is basing all of its um, advice on copying the British system. Because I have the RAND report here. Credible. It says, on continence and bladder and bowel care, he found requests for assistance to use a bedpan or to get to and from the toilet were not responded to. Patients were often left in commodes or in the toilet for far too long. They were also often left in sheets soiled with urine and feces for considerable periods of time. Considerable suffering, distress and embarrassment were caused to patients as a result. The situation was so bad that families resorted to changing beds and washing soiled bedding at home. Some staff were dismissive of the needs of patients and their families. Francis writes, the omissions described left patients struggling to care for themselves, leading to injury and loss of dignity back after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix, letting that guitar wail for a bit because I feel like wailing a bit tonight myself. Because we're in an awful situation as we go down the tubes basically in this managed society, this socialist society, where experts will rule our lives. They're already doing it from birth uh, to the grave and shortly they'll be telling us where to live and how to live. They're already telling us how to live. And now we're all being taught to be sustainable, meaning cut back and cut back until you're living like the third world. Now, last night I talked about Mumbai and India as a, a model, <laughs> a model slum basically that Prince Charles advocates that we can learn a lot from because the people seem so happy living amongst all the sewage and stuff and eating very little and they're awful cheery and there's very little crime. We didn't mention there's also a mafia running, even in, in that kind of circumstances, a mafia running uh, up to the top dog. And this, uh, these millions of people are crammed into about a square mile in the center of Mumbai. And Mumbai itself is putting up massive skyscrapers. Some are just to hold or house one family, skyscrapers, maybe 54 floors, just for one family. These are the Brahmins, you see, that own the industry in India and get all the grants coming from uh, the, the various uh, countries through different means, through their governments. We all get, put money into economic development in other countries, and the Brahmins are the rulers of that uh, system, have been for thousands of years. But the people in the the, the open cesspits that they call uh, sustainable that Prince Charles was advocating uh, it's astonishing that they want us to really learn to get on together, cram together living on top of each other uh, with maybe 20 to a, a house or something like that and that's what they're advocating this kind of lifestyle, incredible anyway I've found links for those shows and you should really get them quick before maybe someone pulls them, who knows um how things are these days. I find each time I mention something and explain it to the public, uh, it, they're pulled very quickly. Uh, a lot of articles I've read too over the years from the newspapers and science magazines often get pulled that very night after the show. So grab them quick and maybe copy them for future use. 
because we're living, as I say, in dire times, and the public truly have no idea of how fast it's going to plummet. And the organization, the incredible, massive organization above us all that's interwoven, dealing with every minute part of society to make it all happen the way we're talking about right here. It's all intermeshed together. We know the population's been taken down uh, over the years. Uh, The West was pretty quiet when the Western governments were supplying methods to bring down the populations of third world countries because we don't mind so much when it's always over there where it's a war or anything else that's going on. It's always over there. And it never, it never occurs to them that if your governments are in a global society, well, if they're sterilizing people through inoculations and free tetanus shots in India and Africa, then perhaps they're also doing the same kind of thing to you back home. And, of course, they have been because they envisaged this present era at the beginning of the 20th century when they set up the League of Nations with its Department of Population Control. That became the United Nations with its Department of Population Control. And they mentioned using inoculations to sterilize and bring on diseases so that people would have to die earlier. They're very, very uh, economically inclined, these characters. They love doing their sums. They're great with pencils. They're, They're pretty useless at the top with anything else, you know, but they love using pencils and adding things up and subtracting them. And when they get too lazy for that, they can hire massive organizations to do it all for them. We can't imagine, you can't imagine the kind of cash that's, that the big foundations doles out every year to what they call the activist groups, the, the correct activist groups. That's, that's the ones that they have set up themselves, these non-governmental organizations that champion all the causes towards their own imprisonment. You have no idea the money that is spent. It's in the trillions across the world. This is the parallel governmental system and no one votes them in, folks, but they have their advocates on every government board ruling over you. Here's another another coincidence. Well, coincidence, you see. Most people believe in coincidence theories. Weed killer castrates male frogs, as a new study says. Now, they've done a, a thousand studies on this kind of thing, and it's always though it's a brand new discovery each time they mention it. CNN.com. It says, recent studies have raised concerns about the potential health risks of atrazine, a herbicide widely used on farms. It's the most promoted, actually. Atrazine, a weed killer widely used in the Midwestern United States and other agricultural areas of the world, can chemically castrate male frogs and turn some into females, according to a new study, another new study. I think they've done about 25 before. New research suggests the herbicide may be a cause of amphibian declines around the globe, said biologists at the University of California, Berkeley, who conducted the study. The findings are being published this week in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. These studies are handy for the big boys who have all this data and who started these agendas because it lets them know how much saturation there is in the ground and how it's affecting humans. That's what these studies are actually for. I hope you realize that. Researchers found that long-term exposure to low levels of atrazine, 2.5 parts per billion of water, emasculated three-quarters of laboratory frogs and turned one in ten into females. Scientists believe that pesticide interferes with endocrine hormones, such as estrogen and testosterone, but it also affects, guess what, higher animals too. Back with more after this break. 
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. This is Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix. Reading an article about another way to basically alter uh, male and female with the use of chemicals, these things actually trigger. You can switch on and off um, your endocrine system. You can switch them on and off, literally. And you can switch them off forever. Or on forever, basically. So it's a whole field in itself. It's part of chemical warfare. What I'm reading here is not a mistake. It's not a mistake. It's chemical warfare. You've all heard of chemical warfare. It's a very old uh, area of science. And this is chemical warfare. Of course, you're all put down to coincidence, I'm sure. They've known this stuff forever. Same with the, the bisphenol A and the plastics and all the rest of it. And they make it a, a fad that everybody's walking around with a plastic bottle trying to pretend they're a good yuppie, you know. Same thing. Anyway, it goes on to say in this article here, the effects of atrazine in the long term have been shown to demasculize or chemically castrate frogs combined with complete feminization of some animals, said lead researcher Tyron B. Hayes, a biologist and herpetologist at the University of Berkeley. We need to reconfigure how we evaluate chemicals in the environment and the impact on environmental health and public health, he said. Well, that's already been taken care of, as I said, because they know exactly what it's about, and they'll take his findings and add it to their own to make sure that we've got enough enough saturation. Maybe we'll have to get more saturation for it, you know. It says, uh, (laughs) they found that 10% exposed genetic male frogs developed into functional females who copulated with unexposed males and produced viable eggs. The other 90% of the exposed male frogs expressed decreasing libido, reduced sperm count. Doesn't that sound awful like what's happening to the men today from the United Nations' own statistics? Hmm? And decreased fertility, amongst other findings. Syngenta, a Swiss company that's the largest manufacturer of Atrazine has challenged the validity of Hayden's Hayes study. Of course they always do. And they get a guy who worked for the company to refute it, who lives in Canada, Dr. Keith Solomon, I guess it is, an environmental toxicologist at the University of Guelph, Ontario, who was, who was a, an advisor to Syngenta, a consultant to them. And he goes on and on and on, and it gives you all the different um, areas that they use this stuff in and the different studies that have previously been done as well, 2006 and before it and so on and so on, how much is in the groundwater, and obviously it's in your food. It's in your food, obviously, because plants soak up moisture from the ground, as you all know, but it also soaks up the chemicals that are put on them too. Hence also the cancers that are going on. And if you're down to the bottom, you see another organization, NRDC, Health Environment Program, they did their own uh, research too. They say they believe the research by Hayes and the other University of California at Berkeley biologists is valid. Sass also is skeptical of Syngenta's claims. She says that their tactic is to flood the scientific literature with negative data to negate the other studies, she said. It's only their studies that show that atrazine is not an endocrine disruptor, and that's why they call it endocrine disruptors. Epigenetics as well. They trigger your your gene sequencings and your hormones to be turned on and off. So there's another way that they're getting you through chemical warfare. 
and they know it, folks. But you can't argue with big bucks, and you can pay off the FDA and everybody else, as they do with every other big pharma company. You think they're out there to protect you? I've read the articles here containing the emails uh, from uh, big pharma to employees or guys on the board of the FDA uh, saying who their friends are and who is hostile to them so that they can get various drugs passed and various chemicals passed. I've read them on the air, their own emails. They were disclosed during hearings. Now, the big, the big nonsense that they're pushing, of course, is sustainability and austerity for the new system that we've all to serve as the elites live off us, as they always all, they've always done, and to eradicate all the middle classes, basically. And they're using the, the climate scam to do it, and it doesn't matter how much data comes out to the contrary, they must convince at least one generation who have no knowledge of past weather, since they aren't very, very old, uh, I mean, most of the older folk can't even remember what the weather was like four years ago, unfortunately. That's why they picked this great scam. But they're using the climate change, as they call it now, rather than just global warming, uh, to, to push it all ahead. And here's another report that came out on February the 26th, 2010. U.S. climate data compromised by sensors proximity to heat sources, critics say. Now, I've read this before. This is another um, newspaper with the same, same thing, foxnews.com. It's a critical cog in the machinery that drives the theory of global warming may be compromised as temperature sensors across the U.S. appear to be exposed to heat sources that some critics say is corrupting their information. The predicted temperature changes, and it shows darker red, indicating greater change due to global warming, based on data that scientists, polymakers, and the public are now questioning. They show you the pictures. It says... um, the critical cog machinery that drives the theory of global warming is a small white box not too far from where you live. Inside the box is a thermometer that tracks the local temperature, which in turn becomes part of a data trail for the monitoring of climate change on Earth. But the problem is nearly every single weather station the U.S. government uses to measure the country's surface temperature may be compromised. The sensors are supposed to be in empty clearings, that's like woodlots and so on. Uh, uh, instead, they're exposed to crackling electronics and other likely sources of heat from exhaust pipes and trash-burning barrels to chimneys and human graves, but they're also encased in concrete, concrete jungles, the cities, where everything's reflected, all the heat's reflected back off the concrete. The National Climate Data Center uses this massive network of sensors to determine daily highs and lows at the 1,219 weather stations in its historical climatology network. It's existed since 1892, but only in the last decade has it come under intense scrutiny to determine whether the figures it measures can be trusted. Now, I mentioned before, too, in a previous article, that um, uh, over 1,250 or more uh, stations had been closed down in the coldest regions, so they weren't factoring all that into their nonsense as well. They know what they're doing. If they want the right kind of data, they just make sure that the circumstances comply and they'll get the right kind of data. Just close down all the ones in the cold areas. They had over a thousand, a thousand and a half across Russia. They're all closed as well, the northern parts of Russia and Siberia. All gone. Now there's a couple of callers on the line. I'll take them before I rant on anymore. And there's Debbie from Texas. Are you there, Debbie? Yes. Hi, Alan. Yes. How are you? I'm hanging on here with the skin of my teeth. 
Good. Well, um, I'm glad to hear that because you are one of the only times in my day when I don't feel completely um, alienated from the entire world. Mm-hmm. I'm in Texas, mm-hmm. and um, I have called in one time before. Um, my question to you, Alan, tonight is uh, Rick Perry just won the primary here last night. He's Republican. He's our current um, governor. And um, we had a really good Tea Party uh, person that was um, uh, going against him, and she barely got 18% of the vote. I feel like the you know the vote may or may not have been rigged. Uh-huh. I don't know, but uh, it's just absolutely impossible for me to, to to understand or believe that you know Texans can not even remember that. Uh-huh. Perry has stood for the, all, uh, tried to make the Gardasil injections um, yep. mandatory. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, that he went, he attended Bilderberger this this last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he tried to land grab, uh, you know, uh, land that has been in in my family and my friends' families for many generations in order to to put the Trans-Texas Corridor through from Mm -hmm. Mexico to Canada with the North American Union. It's hard for me to understand how 50% of the voters could not remember that. Mm -hmm. But but you know yourself that everything really, really is rigged. You see, the fact that he went to the Bilderberger meeting... Uh, it's the same with everyone who becomes a president uh, or, or a prime minister of any country. If they go to the Bilderberger, they're the guy that's going to get picked in any election that comes up. And, and that's just the facts. Every single one in the last 10 years, like 15 years I can remember, went to the Bilderbergers and they always got into whatever position they ran for right after it. Yeah. Right. And um, honestly, uh, I've been listening to you and Alex Jones for several years. Uh, I just finished The Next Million Years by Charles Galton Darwin, and he states there uh, specifically that the further um, income uh, disparity increases, the less likely that democracy can be effective or ever rule, and in fact, we here we are. We're in, we're in communism. Um, mm-hmm. And my question to you is, what do we do? I mean, mm-hmm. I feel very hopeless now, mm-hmm. and I just don't think I've felt like this hopeless before. Yeah. Well the, well, the thing you can do really is to start to concentrate on yourself. Number one, don't don't wait for any group or any big. Let's see, there's, there's going to be no big change at the top. Uh, there, there hasn't been, as I say, since World War Two, uh, even before World War Two. Uh, this is an agenda you're living through. They had even the end of the industrial era mapped out before World War Two started. And they knew when they'd be starting to pull out the... I mean, I've got books from the Council on Foreign Relations, Royal Institute for International Affairs, going back to 1938, talking about building up China to be a manufacturer of the planet, basically, at their main meeting in Australia that year, 1938, I think it was. And uh, we're simply living a script here. And they, they've already, uh, they've already brainwashed a young generation coming up right now 
from kindergarten right through school uh, into the greening and self-sacrifice. It's typical of mass movements which they create. The, the only successful movements in this world that, that succeed are those that are officially approved and created by those who already rule to bring in the next phase of their, their network. You can't compete with that kind of money or organization. I've got, I've got foundations here. There's one there. It's the UN Foundation, just created last year, I think it was. Uh, this foundation was given a billion dollars to start off with um, by the Ted Turner Fund. Uh, you cannot compete with, with the money they dole out to their, their radical front organizations and NGOs. Uh, you can't do that. You cannot change this system from within. They've also taken care of any possible uh, rebellion. Uh, they've been building up an internal army for 25 years in preparation for what's to come. So you've got to take care of yourself. That's the first thing. And if you can get a few people around you of like mind who will certainly help each other, won't run off in tough times or give up when the going gets tough. Because self-preservation is going to be awfully important as we go through the next 10 years or more. It's not going to get better. Uh, I've read so many articles from the top themselves, from governments and from all the different foundations and think tanks that work for governments. They're simply an appendage, or the governments are an appendage of the, of the foundations, actually. And they've got it all mapped out for the next hundred years, including the declining population, the ideal population for the West by the year 2050. They will not change their course or their, or their track. This new economy, as I say, is based on sustainability and food. And they, they will eventually be dishing out food and um, money to every uh, region, as they call it. And you will have to take down your population as they cut back on the money and the food and so on that you are allowed. The United Nations was set up to do that, to be the distributor of all food on the planet to different regions. This is their agenda. They mean what they say uh, because they know that, that they have no opposition. All they have to do is to, is to humor the public uh, through all of this, as they always do. And it's coming into being as we, as we live. We see it happening. Uh, it would take um, it would take something massive, even a military coup, to to alter the direction uh, in which we're going right now. Even Russia has asked, uh, Putin asked, um, he, he said America is becoming the most dangerous uh, nation to the whole world because it's bringing in a form of communism across the planet. And he said, he said it's a strange thing that they dismantled the Berlin Wall uh, only to, to put it around the whole coastline of America. Uh, and he also, and it's right too because uh, see, under communism the state was in charge of all goods and means of production and all food and everything. And when the bank bailout happens, uh, now they've got the say in the banking. They're working together, of course, with the bank for the banks, I should say. And you, you now have the same system of, of interwoven governments and the means of production. And, and there's no higher means of it than, than the money system itself. Without money, there's no production of any kinds. But it's also to do with uh, this whole brand new system they're coming in based on sustainability and the reduction of populations because they don't need the masses anymore. They don't need factory workers in the West. Uh, they don't need laborers in the West. It's, they can always bring in laborers from any third world country that will be far cheaper for them. And if they die off in the process uh, as they're getting worked to death, they'll bring in more. 
uh, that's the same technique as the, the real Nazi death camps were. The Nazi death camps were based not just on bringing people in and killing them. They worked them almost to death, and then they killed them when they were no more use to them. And it was all set up by I.G. Farben, uh, a, a, an umbrella group that comprised the IBM and all the big um, internationalists that, that, that still run their big plants across the planet today. It's the same techniques that's being used. And these guys uh, have so many... Uh, professional, full-time organizations and think tanks working on every part of their scheme that, that, to be honest with you, you can't fight it by using democracy. It it, it won't work. Yeah. It's it's just, so really, the the actual answer is to to go individually ahead Mm -hmm. and try to, 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 Create a small individual community around you that can help you insulate and weather through. That's it. That's the only way. That's it. Right? That's all you can do. Yeah. Okay. That is. That's all you can do. And but you have to make sure that um, you have no. See, once you get into a political agenda, someone sent in and they take it over. Same with any organization you set up to combat this. Is infiltrated. I know. I know some of the the 9/11 truthers in Canada and some places that were taken over very quickly by hardworking people. That's what they send in hard workers that do all the volunteering. They end up being the top of it, and then they've got them all into climate change and standing up for 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 the government's going to do some about climate change. They completely change where you're, you're heading. What you need are people who are trustworthy. They will, will truly help each other out in times of stress. And and know that their their self their preservation will depend upon each other. Thank you so much for that encouragement, and God bless you, Alan. Well, you take care, and don't be too disheartened. We're all going through it. Back with more after this break. I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix. And before I take the next caller, I'm going to put up a bunch of uh, PDF links for you tonight, where you can go right into a lot of the big foundations and organizations that are working with this global agenda, and you can see for yourselves just how far ahead they are in every aspect of your life and what they're bringing to pass for their planned future and the kind of funding they get from it. I'll give an example of the Winslow Foundation. Here's what they hand out to NGOs alone. Uh, for the year ending 2001, they had $30,994,490 to dish out to NGO groups. That's just one foundation amongst a thousand of them. Now there's Kevin from Ontario on the line. Are you there, Kevin? Well, I'm all there this time, I think. Well, that's good news. <laughs> that's because spring is coming. Yeah. Well, yeah, spring is coming, and I'm going back home for a week next week, so I guess, I'm, I guess uh, my sanity is slowly coming back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're really planning on this whole big uh, order out of chaos, and I think the, re- the revolution is starting to trickle above the surface here. And uh, there's one fellow that was on, uh, on this chat program called Paltalk, that was uh, had opened up a room the other day. I don't know where this guy came from. Never seen him. Never seen him before. Said that the first thing that's going to go down. Well, you know that the rev- that uh, the whole martial law system and the revolution is going to really start is when the 
communication systems go down. And with this whole cyber attack nonsense that's going on, I think they're getting ready to do that in the near future. They, they might, but to be honest with you, I'm not even worried about that. Um, I don't go by... Like, so that stuff's in the mainstream anyway, that kind of stuff. Is it going, we are always under a cyber attack by our own government agencies. <laughs> I mean, that's the only cyber attack that goes on. <laughs> I, 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 I'm expecting that uh, all communications are going to go down, and they're, they're going to, with, with the exception of maybe a couple mainstream media news channels, of course, they're going to leave those up to, you know, to brainwash the rest of the sheeple out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're going to claim it's a huge coordinated attack by Iran and China or or, or whatever. Just, just to give them a reason to go to war and to declare martial law. They don't even need that to go to war, to be honest with you. All they have to say now is, in fact, see, when you read the, the report uh, that was put out by um, the New American uh, Century Policy Group back at, before 2001, they published it, but 97, they published it by Wolfowitz, and they had all the countries that they had earmarked for looting uh, starting with Afghanistan to be followed with Iraq, then Iran, and then Syria. We've still got Syria to go yet. And that, that, that we've, we've actually gone along in that per- perfect order right up till now. And once they're finished with Iran, uh, they'll go into Syria as well. That whole The whole world is to come under their dominion, you understand. And the big boys are the first in. Uh, we build the, the new refineries for them by our tax money, and then it's handed over to the big boys. I've even read the articles from mainstream where that's happened. This is all planned out, and they don't even need to give us any much of a scare now. Um, they'll use scares only if we start going to sleep, to be honest with you. If they think we're just too uh, jaded and we're, we're fed up with the movies we're watching and all the porno, and it'll give us a big scare then just to get us back on track, because when we're terrified, we turn to them like the abused always do to the abuser, and we ask them for help. That's the technique, yeah. I've noticed a lot of these truth chat rooms, uh, they've been growing in number. And uh, I do see revolution coming, and uh, good old nice Taurus there, I think he's getting impatient for a revolution to start pretty soon there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, there are people out there that that are. And um, as I say, the big boys expect that themselves. But come what may, um, the fact is we're going through hell, and we've got more to go. Uh, You always do before you start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. But that's the way it is. Thanks for calling from Hamish and myself, Nature Canada. It's good night to me, your God or your gods go with you.